Why Safari Logistics Matter. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in the studio with me I have Jono. How's it, bud? How are you doing? Lacquer, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Nice. Good. Thanks, for, thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Oh, you're more than welcome. Millions of people will hear this. It's quite a rare, quite a rare occurrence. <laughs> Got to do it more. So, I just had a chat with the logistics team. So, Tanya, Judy, Laura, mm. Mike, Johan, not that they're logistics, mm. heaven forbid, but, and great chat downstairs just about why it matters. You and I had a quick chat earlier on, so just from your point of view, Logistics in WildEye, why does it matter? Okay, well, you know, in any business, I, I would, you know, um, particularly WildEye, logistics is probably the lifeblood of our company. You know, there's other departments that, that make the, the machine work, uh, whether it be management from a direction, strategic point of view, mentoring point of view, whether it be finance, getting the numbers right, uh, making sure... Invoices are accurate, uh, collecting cash, um, whether it be tour, tour planning, um, we're in Tanya's uh, role uh, to put together great itineraries, mm. and guiding when, when, when uh, the guides are out in the field um, making things happen with, with the clients and making um, magic happen there. Mm. But logistics, in my opinion, is, is really the lifeblood of the business. Mm. It's, it's probably, I wouldn't say this to... To to of them, but it's it's probably the most important part of our yeah. business. It you know it makes you know from when a client books, it takes away the um, it takes away the the fear mm-hmm. of travel. You know, particularly in recent times, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of moving yeah. parts, a lot of things change, whether it be flights or. Uh, PCR tests, you know, so to have a, a, a logistic team that have their finger on the pulse, as it were, making those things happen, taking the hassle factor mm-hmm. away from the clients is is such a vital part of the guest experience. Yeah. And and it also adds to, from a, from the guiding point of view as well, you know, guides, if you're, <laughs> if you're a, a, dare I say it, a, a one-man band and you've got to deal with logistics and you've got to deal with clients and you've got to deal with um, answering yeah. mails and finance and all that sort of stuff. It, you know, it's got to be a... Something's going to give. It's got to be a very difficult existence. Whereas a guide can go on safari, know that he's got a, a capable and be confident that he's got a capable um, a logistics team that is, you know, got everything on hand and under control. It, it, it helps with, with him being able to relax mm-hmm. and provide the service that he should be providing. Yeah, and that yeah, is yeah. obviously... Um, teaching the guests from a photographic point of view, um, sharing his knowledge from, from a wildlife point of view, and, and generally being a host to, a great host to those, to those yeah. guests. We, we, what we said in this interview, which we'll play after this, is that I think COVID, for our guys, and Johan and Mike agreed here, is we were always, as guides, the kind of rock stars, the face of the company. Yes. Because people only see you online and this yeah. and that. But COVID change that perception our yes. guests know that yeah. people who book know that and I think the guys also realize that now in that that foundation that you know you sit upon and I use the example of when I have an issue on a trip anything a guest asks me for a flight or when is this I literally send one whatsapp yeah. to Laura, Judy, Tanya depending on who it is and I leave it because I know it'll happen yeah. and that peace of mind and you mentioned as well the fear of travel and Judy said almost the same thing in that they take the stress, let them stress about your trip yeah. so that you can just relax and do it. Yeah. But, 
and, and look at Matt, who's joined us recently. He had his own one-man band before this. Yeah. And he mentioned that he would, for three months, work only on bookings and stuff, yeah. and then a bit of market. Then he would go on the trip. Everything else stops. And then he's a, he's a nervous wreck while he's on the trip because people ask questions, change this, that, the other. Yeah. But we don't have that. No. And it's absolutely, it's absolutely golden. Um, Johan also said at the end of this thing, he would sum it up as specialist. Yeah. We have a specialist in Judy doing scheduled departures. Yes. We have specialist guys. We've got a specialist finance person. Yeah. We've got a special MD manager in you. Yeah. Everyone's got these roles yeah. and it just works. Yeah. It is, it is I, I like to think I can do a lot, but you cannot do all of that in one. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And, um, I, you know, I think we're, we're certainly blessed that we've got great, committed, dedicated people in those in those positions as well that that um, have a, a natural um, desire to make sure clients have an enjoyable experience. Mm. You know, if we just look back and feedback in the last two years that we've yeah. received from clients, um, it's been absolutely incredible and logistics has, has, has featured uh, prominently in that in that great feedback, mm. and again, as I say, we, we've got we've got good people that are 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 invested mm. and um, are only too happy and willing to help um, in any difficult situation that may mm. arise. Yeah, I asked I asked the um, ladies this earlier on, and every single one of them said they do it not because of money, not because they have to, but because they love what they do. Yeah. And the whole change way you see the world thing. People might think it's just a yeah. tagline, but it actually means something. Yeah. Because we're going to, and in the week, and I said this for, in the podcast as well, if you guys go, whenever you listen to this, go to the Wild Eye Instagram feed, Wild Eye SA. We're going to be running a series of marketing posts to explain to our guests who know it already and to other people mm. why it's so important yeah. and highlight why and how we do what we yeah. do. Yeah. But all of the mention is because they love it. They, yeah. they enjoy getting the feedback. And I said to Julie and Tanya, they said one of the things that means the world to them is clients will send a mail and say, thanks, that was amazing. They'll send them flowers or chocolates. Or I even once had a client give me a gratuity for Judy. Oh, really? And yeah, I, I got yeah. nothing, but that's not the point. We don't, <laughs> we don't worry about that. But literally, that's yeah. the point. And it was in Iceland. Yeah. So from Iceland, someone, that's how big the impact is that logistics has yeah. on someone. Judy mentioned an interesting thing here. She said, she read an article yesterday where the American population spends about, on a holiday, about 200 hours planning and dream not, not planning, dreaming and looking for stuff, mm. but only 42 minutes on the booking process because they, they lose it. They don't know where to go. Yeah. That's where we come in. Yeah, absolutely. It's that one-stop yeah. shop, start to finish, yeah. the whole thing. Well, I think, you know, I think having a, um, obviously we've grown over the last 10 years and we've, we're fortunate to be in a position to have um, all these cogs and operating departments uh, within our business. Um, but, you know, I, any traveler that is considering traveling mm. and considering traveling with the operator, I would urge anybody to have a look at what the team is behind yeah. the individual. Would you call it depth? Depth of the team? Absolutely depth, yeah. Mm. Depth, um, reputation, yeah. Um, and you know, re re reliance on on the people mm -hmm. within that business yeah. that are going to make your experience an unforgettable one. And that is our aim. We want to change the way people see the world. Yeah. So we've got 
as I said earlier, we've got great committed people in all our divisions and all our departments. Yeah. Um, from management, senior management down, shareholders down, you know, and and we make it we make it happen. And uh, the, you know, we're all very proud of what we've been able to achieve. Mm. But again, it's it's based on the on the on the our people, yeah. their outlooks, and their positive attitudes is mm. is a key part yeah. of of what we do. I, I I haven't posted too much on my stories over the last couple of months. Yesterday on Instagram, I went from the studio here, I walked through and I literally just kind of pointed at everybody and said their names walking through. I must have had about 10 messages from people saying, such a good looking team. Well, I mean, we are good looking, but that's a different story. That's why I'm on, that's why I'm on podcast and not on, (laughs) not on film because I'm the misnomer and the whole thing, (laughs) the anomalies. (laughs) So people are like, amazing to see how the team has grown, some new faces. And right now, even at the end of COVID and everything the travel industry has gone through, we're looking for people to bolster up our logistics team. Mm. That says a lot right now. Absolutely. Well, we, we're in the process of, of looking for mm. a candidate to, yeah. to assist because, you know, because of the volume. Um, obviously, the volume has not only been driven by the volume of our bookings, but it's also been driven by yeah. the amount and the, the additional amount of work that takes into running a, a trip. And yeah. that's a lot of it's driven by by COVID, mm. as I said, changing of flights and yeah. uh, people having to change dates or or getting PCR tests done at different times yeah. and arranging that with the lodges. And so, you know, there's a whole myriad of um, of functions that the logistic team have to attend to. Yeah. And, and it's it's really thinking on your feet and it's changing day by day and, mm. it's, and a trip that can change hour by hour yeah. and uh, Mike yeah. mentioned that exact thing because yeah. he's on a flight to Kenya yeah and you've got to be you've got to be All you've got to be flexible and you've got to be you've got to be um, you know you've got to have your finger on the pulse as it were mm-hmm. and, and to make sure that you you know and, and you can you can phone any of our logistics team at any hour of the day um, and they will make yeah. sure that what needs to get done if that's at mm-hmm. night they'll make sure it gets yeah. done you know so we, we, you know, as I say, I digressed a little bit there, um, but we're looking for a candidate to bolster our, our logistics team yeah. at the moment due to the, the, the additional safaris we are mm. sitting in the workload, etc. Et yeah. so. I think, I mean, the shit show that COVID has been since March 2020, and I said this to Laura and them now, there has to be positives out of it. And I said, yeah. for me, as a guide going to the field, suddenly you appreciate everything back home so much more yes because i just get a message saying you've got to go for your COVID test tomorrow oh, okay cool yeah. tell the guests this and i think for our guests who have been involved in the COVID postponements over the last yeah. what's it two two and a half years yeah. they appreciate it more yeah. and new guests who listen to this and the new eyeballs that we're going to get on the brand yeah. it will mean something to them absolutely so we are going to in and again guys if you're listening to this go and check out the wildlife feed we're going to have some videos as well where we speak to some of our clients who and we mentioned Linda specifically mm. and she's going to come on video with us and explain her situation mm. there was a medical emergency and between South Africa and East Africa offices it was managed yeah better than most people would be able to absolutely uh, but that all came from dedication and commitment yep. and ensuring that the client was well looked after yeah you know if we didn't care less then mm. who's going to have the urgency um, yeah. but w- we care yeah like you say i mean who can phone these ladies i mean same with us we're on whatsapp with clients mm. so which big opera because we're going into a big operator stage we've grown a yeah. lot would have their consultants on whatsapp yeah 11 in the evening four in the morning yeah that's what these people are doing yeah and that just means they enjoy yeah. it so let me ask you the question i'll ask everybody else to end it off with and what 
for you the logistics and customer service that WildEye has. Sum that up for someone who doesn't know the company. We, we care. I think I mentioned that yeah. uh, a few minutes ago. But we care. We have pride in, in, in the service delivery. Mm. And we have pride in the, in the great feedback that we have. We, it, makes us, it makes us proud when, when guys have a, a great experience mm. and, they t- and they tell us that either through mail or verbally or on WhatsApp or whatever uh, form of communication that they had an experience of a lifetime. Mm. You know? And, and that, is, that is the important and that's what keeps driving you and that's what keeps driving you to want to get better and that keeps driving you to, to ultimately ensure that... Um, that you, you're providing a great quality service. Mm-hmm. You know, we I've come from a, um, the service background for mm. the last 25, 25 years. Yeah. And it's so vital that you keep on top of everything um, um, in, in live, real life time, that, that you can, it's the only way that you can ensure yeah. that you are offering and you are living by mm-hmm. your commitment and your promise yes. to offer a great quality service. 100%. I think, I mean, if you look, think for yourself, when you plan a trip, I don't know, you take the family to Cape, no, let's not talk about Cape Town. You take the family to a lodge or something. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yes. Because insurance, you have to pay. Yes. Your house, you have to pay. Your car, you have to pay. Unless you pay it off, but that's yeah. for some other people. Yeah. But, and those, those are, it's not a grudge purchase, but you accept that. Yeah. When you make a choice to go on a trip, yeah. that you, 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 and you should, for people listening, you should be down to the detail Am I going to get my value? Yes. Am I going to get what I yeah. want to pay for? Yeah. It's a choice you make. It's an emotional investment yeah. into an experience. Yeah. And I think what our team understands is that it's a privilege to yeah. be able to manage that yeah. for someone. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Absolutely. I want to give you like a real life example from our great friend Dixon Sakaya. <laughs> um, and we were, a few years ago, we were sitting preparing for our Mara, our Mara season. And he, um, we were chatting to the staff and, and the importance of delighting our guests and yeah. creating a wow factor and looking after all their needs okay. and making sure we committed. And he came up with this very prophetic uh, um, statement. He says, guys, all we've got to remember yeah. is that we are in the Mara for five months of the year, every yeah. single day for yeah. five months. Some people are in the Mara for mm. seven days in their entire life. He and said that. He said that. And that summed it up. That summed it up. And, and that's, um, that's, that's real because, as you know, we've had mm. people come on trips and it's once in a lifetime. Yeah. And the last thing you want to go on a once in a lifetime trip and it's a bummer because this yeah. hasn't been organized properly or that hasn't been organized properly or this doesn't work. And uh, no. So mm. we, we take every that's single booking cool. we get and treat it like with absolute, mm. with kid gloves. Yeah. It's the... And I mean, we've mentioned this on previous episodes, but it's getting to the end of a trip at the Mara and you see grown men crying. Absolutely. Like, not, not, I'm not being like figurative here. They yeah. literally, like, ugly cry. Yeah. Like in the movies. Yeah. And when you look at that, you understand the privilege. And then as one of myself hosting that, you would also think, you know, that moment right there mm-hmm. for that person wouldn't have been possible mm-hmm. if they didn't, number one, find us on Instagram or Facebook or however... Mm-hmm. And then they, they walked a journey with the logistics mm. team mm. and eventually they end up meeting someone like... Yeah. It's just... It's that whole journey. You, you cannot yeah. separate this. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's changing the way you see the world. Man. It's, what it is. it's almost like a nurturing process. And it's, mm. you know, it's, it's growing up and growing 
making friends yeah. instead of clients. And yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. important part. Of How do you make friends? You make friends through trust. That's it. And we trust about is, trust as well. This trust, is amazing. Trust is the most important part of the whole thing. That mm. and and you you if you trust somebody, you're going to become their buddy, yeah. and you're going to become their friend. Yes. And we are very blessed to have a, a lot of our clients that have become friends and part of the family, as it were, mm-hmm. because they trust us. Yes. And they trust us because we've put our money where our mouth is, type of thing, and yeah. we've we've made sure and that. That they've had a great experience, and mm. yeah, listen, there's this stuff happened on safari, but um, things do go wrong. Yeah. You're not going to, you know. But this is Africa. In, yeah, the we, accidents can happen. There, some guy who must fetch you from the airport has a flat tire, and I had this in Vic Falls recently. Yeah. In that, and I've got a, I managed this on the ground. So, yeah. so we, we get to Vic Falls, and there's three transfers taking people to their lodges, and so the first group leave. My guys there because I went to a guest house for COVID mm. testing, and the other people weren't there so then on the ground the first thing I think is shit I haven't got signal so I can message Judy because that's normally the go-to she manages everything she's like she's like a miracle and eventually it's like get someone else do this do this go send that through to the logistics and they wrap it up yeah but the guest wasn't inconvenienced absolutely and that's the thing I just the, the trust thing is huge is I'm sure have you ever spoken to someone whether it's a restaurant a hotel, a lodge for your own personal stuff. And when you start getting communication, you just think, hmm, not sure, something doesn't yeah, feel right. Yeah. That we do right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always, like, I always, in my previous previous uh, life or previous uh, jobs, <laughs> you know, I always used to, um, to operate, in those days it was more an operations department that looked after quality mm. and, uh, sure, sure. and customer service. And I always say to them, guys, your client is never going to, he will remember yes. how you corrected something a lot easier than the problem that went wrong. 100%. So it's how you react to that yeah. and how you fix it and yeah. how effectively you fix it will, 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 will create the lasting impression of that client. Because as we say, we know we deal with third-party um, third operators and they don't always you know, come to the mm. party. So that's sometimes out of our hands. But it's how we deal with that mm. and how we fix it yeah. and how we... is. That'll be the lasting impression. Yeah. Logistics in the travel game is everything. There's no doubt. Whether you plan it on your own, you plan it with us, you don't want to plan it on your own because there's too many moving parts. Then you go on the trip and you have to worry about, is my flight on time? Logistics is everything. Can I ask you one question as well, which I will ask the the team on this. Being open and transparent as a company, which we always have been online and the whole thing, is what one thing would you add to our already amazing logistics team to make our client service even better. Something for us to aim for. Tough one. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, it's okay, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I would. I would. I think the important part is um, probably more of a client client interaction with them mm-hmm. so that client is not more. necessarily faceless as it were mm-hmm. and, or a name on an email i think having more more personal interaction um through um various mediums like teams sure. or zoom or whatsapp facetime or whatever the case may be yeah um i think that probably would be an important part and if we could improve which we are because we're getting new staff members which would allow us to do more of that correct so we're already ahead yeah. of the curve so just to chat to people you know yeah. people 
people obviously emails and we make promises on emails we stick to those promises granted but that human interaction is you you can't you can't put a price mm. on that and that that yeah. is the important as part. as beings we are wired to tell stories yes i mean from cave days we sat around telling stories and painting with some red dye on a rock there's a buffalo so yeah. it's always been storytelling yeah and what and this is quite profound i think but what we need to look at is for a person coming on a moral week yes that is not the only story their story yeah. revolves from the moment they find you on instagram yes that's the entire story yes and that's vital yeah we have to tell a good story well well they always you know clients are always going to have a certain expectation yeah and you know we've always had the saying is we're going to temper expectations and mm. over rather under promise over yes. deliver um, we had an example of a, of a family that came out from the states um, recently um, and they traveled to Tanzania and it you know there was difficult because they postponed the trip I think twice um, due to COVID mm -hmm. uh, we said so this was like a two-year phase yeah. and, and they were then concerned that they're going on this trip this first trip they've been to yeah. to Africa first time on safari first time they're going to see a lion and they really wanted to make this work but and and you know, judging by the males, you, you could pick up the tension and the nervousness yeah, and yeah. The, and they're not concerns, but you know, they're comfortable. How comfortable they sure, were. Sure. So you know, literally, we decided we're going to set up a, a, a team or a Zoom session, and we all got online and we chatted to them and uh, FaceTime, and it, and it and it just it just took away all that angst that they might have had, and uh, mm. and they ended up having a, a great time. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, logistics matters. Um, the stories matter. The service matters. And we, I mean, from when you and I started this with Andrew way back, yeah. that's always been, we wanted to change the industry. Yes. We wanted to make it friendly and non-intimidating. Yes. And a part of that is what we are doing now. Yeah. It's easy as that. It's passion. It's pride. It's um, having strong values. It's, um, it's, it's just literally a culture that you you, yeah. you instill in a business and in a division, um, whatever division mm. it is. And those are the key parts yeah. of, of logistics, is passion, pride, mm. and commitment. And all those things you can see if you just look outside the studio with the people sitting in here. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. So, Jonathan, thank you so much. So, guys, the following interview, little chat we had, I took some of the team members to The Rock, which is a restaurant just downstairs from the office. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Okay, so first off, welcome to Tanya and Laura on the podcast. Your first time, yay! Happy. <laughs> adding so, some applause. Adding some applause. <laughs> so, as mentioned in the intro, we're going to talk a little bit about like logistics and interactions with clients because over the last couple of years with COVID and everything, it's become more well, a lot more uh, obvious that these things matter. But before we go, I just want to quickly. We had a small discussion before this about Mike Small comedian. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Mike? Cold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check his logo uh, size. Yeah. yeah, Mike has a very small chameleon. Yeah, it, that's the right size for the font. Okay, his name's Charlie. Yeah. Your yeah, chameleon. It's a very small. Uh, <laughs> 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 is that a wrap? Right. No, we're done. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on <laughs> from. The same size is um, uh, your hands, though, apparently. I'm going to move on past the chameleons quickly. Jerry doesn't have one. Yeah. No, the, the crazy thing is, Jerry doesn't even have a chameleon. No. Not, not today, today, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just as a quick intro, so Johan, myself, and Mike, we've been on the podcast a few times. 
Judy, you've been with us once or twice. Just for a quick, for the people listening, can we start from Laura? Just who are you and what do you do at Wildlife? Uh, my name is Laura and I am officially called the Business Operations Manager. Unofficially, I am go by anything L, La, Mom, Help. Um, help. <laughs> I, uh, today I organize the water in the office, so I mean I can really help you with anything from postponing your safari to making sure that the guides are hydrated when they're sitting in the office. Hashtag um, multitasking. I do most um, of the uh, overviewing of the finances um, and also um, with the help of the logistics team I also put my finger into their pie sometimes. Uh, I used to do all of it and now we have a lot of people to help us. Yes. You know, those of us who are old and we've been around the block a few times, we are very appreciative of the extra hands in the office. 100%. So, you, know, you most probably know of me and you don't hear from me a lot anymore because I'm doing the background stuff. How, how much did COVID add to your workload? And we'll get to this in detail, but just a quick um, for some of the people that are listening to this most probably would remember what happened after 9-11 in London and New York and the chaos and the mayhem, especially in the financial sector. Mm. Um, I would go back to a 9-11, post 9-11 finance world before doing a travel sector dealing with COVID. Yeah. That kind Some of, sort of gives you yeah. an idea how yeah. much more of a workload yeah. that I had to take yeah. on. I, I mean, look, if, if we look at the normal state of things, which we're never going to get back to, but normally the guides would kind of be the face and, for a better, st- better term, the like heroes or the rock stars because you're out there. And since March 2020, that flipped. You guys took over and we just like, okay, cool, we'll just like write blogs and stuff. It's, it's true. It's flipped completely. 100%. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, for me, 2020 was bad, and I was very positive going into 2021. I was like, oh, there's vaccinations, people are going to jump on board, governments are going to, you know, hand out vaccinations at the airports, all of those kind of things. Uh, 21 is a blur. Yeah. I can't put my finger on a single day that I didn't multitask at the highest level. Yeah. Um, and if I was multitasking, the team was doing it 10 times more. Yeah. So, um, 2020 was hectic, 2021 was on the wall, mm. chaos. 100%, 100%. Tanya, Jerry. tell people who you are, what do you do at Wildlife? I'm Tanya, and I do all the private guided stuff. So everything from planning to booking to and everything in between. And same question as Laura, COVID, how did it change oh what you do? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no comments. Mm. Uh, it's just, it, it literally like makes you, it boggles your brain to think of how much extra stuff you have to think of mm. and how you always have to be on your toes and think of possible outcomes and still mm. be thrown with other things in between. Because you're in an interesting position where obviously you're putting stuff together for the clients, but then you got your internal clients, all the guides coming at you from all directions. I do. <laughs> and then plan B, because that, that guide may have, still have COVID yeah. the day before. Yeah. So you have to have a plan B for your guests. Jeez. And then a plan C, C for the guides. For the guides. Mm. <laughs> and it's also much as one guide strip that you're worrying about. They often have five or six guys 
on, on a safari at the on same a, on time. On a safari at the same time, different countries yeah. Yeah. asking different questions. So, yeah. With Your different restrictions in each and one yeah. of those countries. I really don't know what you guys are complaining about. So, Tanya, which is your favorite guy to work with? Don't answer that, we'll get to it later. Very <laughs> me. Okay, we're going to fight about that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Judy, quick one. You've been on with us a couple of times in the past. Um, just quick, what do you do and your role at Wala? Okay, so my role's pretty much similar to Tanya, however, it's just a different department. Scheduled safaris, as well as the big baby, the Mora. Um, so my trips are scheduled. They're set, dates are set. I know where my guides are, I know where they're going. Um, it's not to say that the variables are, are not there and non-existent, but it's just slightly more structured than maybe customs and, and private tours. But yeah, still out there. And did COVID affect it though, like it did the other departments? Yeah, hell of a lot. I mean, look, scheduled tours, those are set dates and you're working with a group of people. So instead of only managing maybe one couple or one person, you're now working with five or six people's itineraries and you're trying to balance those in correspondence with your guide's calendar and every other restriction that may apply. So um, on that level, massive, massive impact from COVID. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, and each of those guests could be coming from a different continent with different restrictions. So whereas you know, we have our own restrictions in and out of South Africa. Each yeah. of them have their own restrictions yeah. going to whichever destination. Mm. So the balancing act and the juggling act is, is quite significant yeah. on a stru- on a scheduled tour. Yeah. As a percentage, how much did your email loads <laughs> increase over COVID? <laughs> Jerry, I was sending, I, I can't even remember the figures, but it was... Hundreds of emails a day. Like I remember the figures. Oh yeah, so I, I like figures. Yeah. So I remember yeah. the figures. I remember the one. Month. You know, like, you know, Microsoft Vivo is it called Vivo? Vivo. Uh, yeah. That thing that gives Microsoft you gives you your little yeah. stats. So one day, Judy was, I'd I'd received mine, and I was zero quiet days, and this was about the third month in a row with zero quiet days. It gives you days when you haven't been on your emails. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's zero quiet days. So I send it to Jews and I highlight my zero quiet days again this month. And I say, and check out my emails. It's like 940 emails sent. So Judy sends hers back to me and hers is also zero quiet days. And hers was two and a half thousand emails sent. And that was for a week. That was for a week. That's insane. But I think it's as Mark Johan. Imagine if you had your own business. You're running trips on your own, or you've got someone helping with admin, whatever the case might be. Imagine the shit show it would be if we had to do it. You, no, it's not possible. I, honestly, I'm thinking now, I don't even think I've got 2,500 emails in my inbox. <laughs> since the beginning of, of <laughs> since 2011. The, since forever. Um, that is unreal, to be honest. And I, I just. And I wasn't even kidding what I mentioned it. If I like yesterday, I was my day was basically emails. Like the, How many did you do? Like four. <laughs> and the one took like an hour to type. Ah, okay. The Namibia thing. <laughs> but it, it's literally I do five big emails and I'm over it. I don't know how you ladies. And it's it's like for the most part those were emails that I had to construct and build and send. It wasn't like responding to someone's issue. No, sure, sure. And so to put it into perspective, in a, in, within your working hours. The logistics team was pumping out an email every, on average, every four to five minutes. Mm. Sent. 
and, and that's why when I say for, for, 20, 21 was one minute, minute, on yeah. average, every on four average. to five minutes an email was being sent out of an inbox. So when I say last year was a blur, yes. it was a blur because your mind is concentrating not on just the emails. Mm. Take what Judy just said there. Four to, every four or five minutes there's an email answered mm. and received again because now that person's going to respond. So you're going to continue that until you get to a, a an ultimatum of what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you've got the situation where people have postponed into 2021, but now they've had to postpone again into 2022. Yeah. Exactly the same thing's happening this year. Mm. So we've gone into 2023 and we've yeah. already had to have postponements because we have a new variant and it's called Omicron. Mm. Yeah. So we now know how to answer better and to give a better um, list of options mm. up front so we've learned from what we've done over the last 18 20 months but at the same time just consider that we are also making sure that the guides in the field are okay mm. judy's making sure that when it is mara season mara season is happening and transfers are happening she was also making sure that everything linked up to all of tanya's tours and zander's tours who uh, custom travel tours yeah we were making sure that the people on the ground still c could contact us. Mm. So there wasn't just email traffic no, no. at an email every four minutes. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm going to be honest, even during normal times, like what you just said, so someone books with your hunt and he goes, he says to Judy, okay, they're going to do the Mara trip. So she starts to add more with that. Then they want to do a private at the end of it, goes to Tanya yeah. and so on and so forth. Even a normal situation, I, I don't quite understand how you guys do it. Mm. And again, it comes back to if, if you think of having to do this on your own. Yeah, I was about to say the way Laurie what ended the that as well. No you didn't have, you have a time to answer there because we kind of diverted. But, I mean, but, but can you think of how, like, let's take our experience in the Serengeti before COVID yeah. and the issues we face on the ground there. Yeah. You know, with the, the environmental conditions and guest emergencies and then we get out. If we didn't have our admin team there, like yourself as well and the guests on the ground, mm. needed to get out emergency, the world's locking down. Yeah. I I cannot even imagine how I would do what I do to the best of my abilities if I had to worry about everything Laura, Julie and Tanya have to worry about. No, you can't. I think even even in I mean take COVID away, you know, just Flights changing, or you know, aircraft schedule aircraft having engine problems. They they know they don't contact us. They've got the contact details for our logistics team. Exactly. A lot of the time, if you if you're in Mana pools, you're gonna be sitting at that airstrip for days if you don't if you don't get the message because a lot of the camps don't have. I mean, you have got dodgy Wi-Fi best majority of the camps. They've got, I mean, they can uh, come like um, African bush camps, for example. Right? They've got an office at Cape Town, whatever. They can communicate with our office yeah. in uh, in Johannesburg here. Speak to our ladies, sort it out. We'll get the message via the guides. You know, whereas if it was just you, not you, it was just you by yourself. You like H U G H. You by yourself. You know, it would be a totally different story. And I mean, like, th th there's a lot of places. I think every single destination we go to, especially in Africa, you know, you are dealing with 
African time. Mm -hmm. um, you are dealing with TIA. Yeah. yeah, this is Africa. Things things go wrong, yeah. and you know, I think all of that has just been magnified a thousand times with, with COVID and protocols and paperwork and everything. Where it is, you you cannot do that by yourself. No, no. it's physically impossible. I think the the key though, and I think you know we can we can make it out as as much as you want it to be. The key that that drives every single one of us in the office through all the COVID nonsense is the fact that we know that we've we've got the guides backs in the field. Mm. So the guides can give our guests the best opportunity to have the best time in the field without having to worry about mm. any sort of admin. That, that all rolls down to the And then it comes day. back all the way to the client. So yeah. if the client is sitting on the deck watching elephants at a river, they're not considering that what is happening in the background because it is happening in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our passion to do what we do to be able to give them that experience. Sure. So, you know, it, it's very a, a very funny thing, but when people say to me, what do you do, is I make people's dreams come true. Yeah. It comes down to what we and do, that, January, that exactly, see the world. That's exactly. the essence. So that is what we do. Mm. How we do it yeah. is actually of no um, no concern of the no. guests. The fact that we get it done yeah. is, the is the key. Yeah, it's the, the fact that the guys can go into the field and not have to worry about their next trip that's coming up. Uh. The, the guests that have emailed them on three trips time, mm. they don't have to worry about any of that because... No. That's with us. The amount of times, I mean, Johan, Mike, you guys can back it up here, but the amount of times, for example, a guest asks you something on a trip. Now you've got anything between four and 11 other guests, Mara, whatever, and you talk, and they'll ask you something. Literally, you get quickly, you send a WhatsApp to the office, depending on which division it is, and then you just leave it. So from our point of view, we literally send a WhatsApp and we leave it. Yeah. And then by some miracle, <laughs> they make this stuff work and we get an answer and the guest thinks we're the amazing one. Can I tell you a quick funny story? <laughs> Quickly. We got a WhatsApp once. I'll, I'll sit in the aisle row on the left-hand side. Who's Yeah, from a guide. Who was it? Check me in for an aisle row on the left-hand side. Who was it? Because I had a bad knee. I'm not going to mention that. It was just a... That, that's the kind of messages we do get sometimes. What we do with that message when that comes in... I'm sorry, it was a very serious thing you were talking about, but I thought no, it was no, a no. funny story because all of us then so got that message and we were now. like, what? How dare they? You know, boys, have you seen that message? Who do they think they are? They can check themselves yeah. in. I think we, we also have a bit of a, a laugh in the background. So you do send those messages and we do respond and we get back the information you need. Um, sometimes guides don't think past even checking themselves in. I think, I think sometimes they take it for granted. One of the things that Judy once said to me, Trevor and I had a Mara week. Now, whenever, I don't even know what that is. But September. Yes, we had a Mara week in September. September September. She's a machine. <laughs> And halfway through or at the end, I get a message from Judy saying, is everything okay? Because we just did our thing. And it's like, everything's working because of the structure that was built. And then Judy's like, is everything okay? You're like, yeah, that's fine. She's like, okay, that's great. Because if she doesn't hear from us, then things are working. And that was also, it's that realization that, okay, cool. Everything's working back up. It means a lot. Eh? Yeah. I think also, just going back to that, you know, taking it twofold. First of all, in a crisis situation, you, if you had to, you know, get yourself out of trouble, say in a place where 
you are limited with uh, regards to reception and you only got a sat phone, you might have to make, say, a minimum of two phone calls. Absolute minimum. And you know sat phones, it cuts out after yeah. 30, seconds, it, uh, yeah. 30 seconds or a minute. For a minute. So then to try and explain the situation, it's going to be very frustrating. And at the same time, it's taking time away from the guest that you're supposed to be hosting. Mm-hmm. Whereas this could be a one phone call to Tanya, Lara, Judy, whoever might be running um, logistics at that particular moment, and the problem is solved. Yeah. Then you, you can then say, I'll get back to you in an hour's time. You can, you can go back to the guests, enjoy a drink with them, entertain yeah. them, come back in an hour with an update. Whereas if and we are like, hustling in the background. They're going mad, but you can be calm with the guests and say, it's being taken care of. You can that's what it's about. And you can, you can, if you have to damage control on, on that front, you can, instead of, you know, frantically trying to be on the phone and the guests are still asking you what are the updates and you can't get through the phone and this and that. That for me is, um, mm. it takes, it takes, it lets us do our thing, which is entertaining the guests, um, whether it be, you know, photographic or drinks around the fire, whatever, and in a good and bad situation. It's, you know what it is, it's, it's, and we've built this over years is trust. Like I'll, I'll send one WhatsApp where you do the one sat phone and you leave it. It's, there's no need to follow up this because so from our point of view, it's peace of mind. Yeah. But from a guest point of view, like if we're traveling and I'm traveling from South Africa to Svalbard, for example, people are traveling from everywhere. So I'm, 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 I'm commuting. I am in transit. I'm not on my phone all the time, but the people have one point of contact from who's the transfer, where's the plane, and that's golden. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a question which I'm going to ask the, the logistics guys now, but before we get there, from a guide's point of view, you don't have to mention names, or you can, it doesn't matter. What is the strangest request <laughs> that you've gotten from a guide that you thought, what the fuck? They're actually so many. Yeah. Yeah. So many. Where do we start laughing about all of them? We've laughed, we've <laughs> even put them in the black book, some of them. So just for the people listening, the black book is where we write our finds down during the year, for silly or stupid things that happen and then that gets discussed at the end of your party. It was, it was always the same person that got the, same, <laughs> the most amount of fines every year. Yeah. Normally. It's also the same person that needed his left knee in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's random. I can tell you where all of you like to sit, by the way, if you want to Yeah. Know. yeah no, Judy okay. knows. Yeah. yeah, first class. Um, I... No, no, that's I'd never get it, but I always... No, no, you could wish. You can keep wishing. No, don't tell me. What's the funniest thing? that a guy has asked you, one of the wild eye guys, that you literally looked at each other and think, what the fuck's wrong with this? Like? I can probably go on my WhatsApp, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> no, to I can honestly. think of a few. I mean, I, 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 I did this with you guys when you guys were in the field, I had a lot. And I know that I've had like a, a, WhatsApp, a WhatsApp message from a guy to say, please, can you ask my wife to give me underpants? So, like... Branded or non-branded? No, 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 just give me some more underpants. I don't don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask. I just forwarded it to the said wife. I do remember last year you also got a request from a guide to buy a bunch of flowers for his wife. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We get those kind of things. But that's not unusual. It It was a certain person that said I wasn't going to be in a signal and could you please sort out my wife's birthday. There was only a function. No, we yeah. get those. Okay. Those are you? nice ones. Yeah. No, it wasn't that was you. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know no, what I asked for last year. So, yeah, what peeves us all sometimes is the guides that are in the Mara, because the Mara's got signal. 
Yeah, so, and it's kind of like the day before everyone checks in. Yeah. And we always do, we being Judy now mainly, will go, I'm checking in the guests. Mm. And nine out of ten of the guides will check themselves in because they know where they want to sit. But there's always somebody that'll go, Jeez, I'm so busy right now. I'm out of data. I'm out of data. But please, can you can you no, check me in? And it'll be like, but you put Wi-Fi in the cab. This has definitely And then two seconds later, they look on social and they're posting on Instagram. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. Sure. Or the guest says, I'm I'm um, piggybacking off so and so's data, and you're like, oh, but that person didn't have data. But that's a, I think that's more like winding us up in the office. It's more like a, just to throw us. I don't mind. Off. I actually don't mind. Because then at least I know you're on the plane while almost and yeah. almost home. So. Mm. Yeah. That's true. I, I, I want to go back to what you said about trust. Mm. So as much as it's a trust thing for you guys in the in the field, mm. I would like to say that it's been very many years of experience that gives us the ability mm. to have the trust both ways. 100%. So we know and we trust what our guides do in the field, even if they are sending us silly WhatsApps about where they want to sit on an airplane. Okay? We know that they do that 100%. Yeah. But what experience has taught us is how to deal with what Johan said, those hectic pressure situations. So many years ago, we would have phone calls backwards and forwards. How do we deal with this? Yeah. How do we, on the people on the ground? What COVID has taught us and how we deal with a, a situation on the ground, be it a medical situation or a, mm. a get the person and their guests, uh, get a guide and their guests off the ground as soon as possible onto the last planes sure. into international airspace, is that we get everything in the background ready mm. so that when a guide hears from us, they know what the plan is going to be. Mm. And I think you can tell told me if I'm wrong here, but when you got that one phone call in the Serengeti, I'm talking to Johan, by the way, because you guys can't see me. Um, you got one phone call from me. Judy and I were sitting at my at my dining room table, and we'd had about four phone, phones going at the same time, eh? Yeah. Getting everything ready. So while all of this mayhem was going down, I experienced load shedding in good old South Africa. Just to jump in here, like before you actually phoned, I think you phoned on. Yes, because we couldn't get hold of you on your. Because the sat phone minutes had had, had given up. Before that, yes. I had an argument with the guy for about 20 minutes about he's getting a phone call saying we need to go back to camp. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. anywhere. We're sitting with liars. This is amazing. <laughs> yes. And he's saying we need to go back to camp. I'm like, no, we're not going back to camp. <laughs> so this is all just. So this is when Johan was in the Serengeti. This is the 18th of March, And he's looking at lions, of yeah. not knowing that the world is shutting down. Yeah, and the yeah. guy's saying, he got a phone call, someone saying we need to get back to the lodge. We're like, there's no ways we're going back. We're sitting, we have, we've got our packed lunch. Mm. We've got our, luckily, we've got our bags packed in the vehicle. Life is good. Yes. And then you phone on Shirley's phone. Yes, yeah, so I tried to get hold of you on your sat phone, and the sat phone wasn't connecting. And I don't know if it was because of South African telecom. I think the sat phone was off. The sat phone was off because you guys were in the field, yeah. and there was we hadn't prepped a time to get into contact. So I got hold of Shirley mm. on her cell phone by WhatsApp calling, I think. And I said, "Hi, Shirley. Please let me speak to Johan." And Johan just listened. Hi, and he just listened and we had you're gonna go straight to the airstrip you're gonna get on the plane 
You're going to then take the, your bags and your guests <coughs> and you're going to get on the next plane and get to the next airport. Mm. And then those guests are going to go X, Y, Z and sure. you're going to go there. Do you understand? Yes, laugh. Okay, go. Yeah. And we had to wait for Johan to give us updates that they'd actually made that aeroplane hop. We drove past four aer- civil sightings. I shit you not. Four civil sightings. <laughs> we drove past. Damn you, COVID. Yeah. Four. Four civil sightings on the main road. But I'm like, what are the chances? Yeah. But, 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 <laughs> no, on the, like, next to the main road. I'll never forget it. Because, I mean, we were good. You were flying <laughs> though. You can, get there. you can look on the map from... More, uh, not more copies, uh, gold copies to Serenera is a good two hours drive on a good day. And we needed and to get there in an hour and a half. That was when the plane was landing and it wasn't waiting. They either got on that plane or they were staying in, this, in Tanzania in the Serengeti for the whole of lockdown. Yeah, we should have stayed. Great civil photos. This takes us back again to the one man band, two man band, etc. If, yeah. if you were. And I take my hat off to those guys because that is not easy. Because Matt, Matt is working for us. Yes. He did that before he joined mm, us. Yes. Those one-man bands, how, how are you going to control a situation like that where you're hosting your guests, you're trying to organize flights, you're trying to organize international flights and still make sure the lodge packs your bag and gets your passport to you at the same time. How are you as one individual going to organize all of that? No. It's impossible. No. You have to have a support team. Mm. You, you can't scale a business like this without this. Absolutely. It's not possible. I've got a question for you or maybe for everyone. Do you think COVID has brought the tourism industry closer together? Yes. Because for me it feels like, and it, 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 it's definitely a thing with Wildeye, with the experience of, of Wildeye and having grown as a company for the last... 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. With more contacts and things. But I think before COVID it was like, everyone was like, screw you, get out of my way. I've, I've got this sort of like uh, pole position view in mind. Yeah. Whereas with, with COVID, we're all of a sudden we're like, shit, you know, we're all in the same position here. It's almost like let's misery th- loves company. Let's, let's that brought fight. everybody together. They, they sort of help each other. And uh, definitely, I think our relationship with uh, suppliers, um, again, I think it, it's, it's matured nicely sort of over time, but I think it's also become a lot closer now that everyone's kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And I think I think suppliers are very gracious in the fact that they know that we have run absolutely every trip that we have possibly been able to run. Yeah. So we yeah. have put our people into their lodges because they needed those people in the lodges. Mm. And you know, as much as we are in this as a business, we've been in it since COVID as a um, we are we we are in this together, mm. and we are going to do whatever we can to assist whoever we can on the mm. ground, and the airlines, mm. and the the small you know the small one night overnighters in Nairobi's and Arusha's and all of those kind of things. So, all of those people have appreciated the fact that we've been able to push mm. as many of our trips out as we as we can mm. and not all of them are being full either yeah yeah but it's random but they've run random random question i spoke to linda last night we did some lightroom stuff and i'm just, I'm just thinking of her now because she mentioned appreciation and gratitude out of interest how many people since covid started until today clients have come to you and said damn thank you this is amazing can't believe this worked mm. i don't think i don't think i'd still be sitting here if it yeah. wasn't for that mm. 
because I mean, yeah. COVID had a negative impact on a lot of people mentally. Oh, yeah. We've spoken about this in previous podcasts, mm. and the gratitude that guests show, mm. either by email or a bunch of flowers to the office mm. or whatever, I think that's kept us going. I don't know about UT, but like for me, I've had a lot of emails that say, mm. "Thanks, this is amazing." And, yeah. yeah, pretty much everyone. And like, if I speak for myself. That's the one thing that keeps me going, is knowing at the end of the trip that we've done everything mm. we could to get them to where they wanted to yeah. be. Mm. So that is honestly the driving factor behind yeah. why we do what we do. That, that means a lot. Yeah. I mean, it we, does. We, for any of you listening to this podcast, go and check out the Wildlife Instagram feed. We we're going to run a kind of a mini campaign on logistics and why it's such an important thing. And Linda's one client is going to speak to us about she had a huge incident yeah. that between the South African office and the East African office, you guys managed it. Yeah. So we're not going to support it, go and look at the video. But there's a lot of those things. Yeah. And there was but a, it, uh, sorry, Michael, just on Linda's situation, and it is going to be a very good one to watch mm. because specifically on that, I can honestly say that is the one time that we've only had one time in 11 years yeah. where we've had a medical emergency. Yeah. Touch wood. Touch wood. I'm touching my head. All the wood. Touching my head. All the wood. Yeah. And 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 it was executed mm. precisely. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll you know she'll give us a give us us her her mm. version of it. But yeah. uh, you know people say is Africa a dangerous place to come to? Yeah. Um, yes, it's safe. You know, yeah. we make it safe but, for you. But accidents happen. But of course, yeah. of course. But but that's the thing. It's not. It wasn't a. It wasn't a disaster. Yeah. And that was what what was the best part about. I remember when this incident went down. It was in Kenya. I think it was in the morrow. I was in. Yes, you I were waiting. Abiseti. You were waiting for her to yes. arrive. So she, I was going to see her. You were going to see her. In, and we had a WhatsApp group with all the parties involved, like Al, Billy, you guys, John, everybody. And I literally I watched this story unfold on WhatsApp. Yeah. And I mean, the sense of pride was like. Holy shit! If this happened five years, four, three years ago, yeah. probably wouldn't have been able to pull it off. And that—that's, I mean, from a guest point of view, that—that's peace of mind. That's the trust. Ramp a tea. What is? What? And look, we're going to chat in the week as well on the videos and things. But what is the most difficult situation that popped up from a guest or change point of view that initially you thought, "Oh my God, ain't going to work," but we pulled it off? Mike's to Kenya is the one that comes to mind where the guests mm. were in the air, mm. Mike was in the air, mm. Kenya <laughs> shuts down with immediate effect. And he's in the air and the guests are Yeah. Um, and basically we had to take it a day at a time. Between mm. our office yeah. and Kenya office, like we literally planned a day at I a time. I would say a day, T. I think we were doing it hourly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not joking. On the ground. ground we were getting updated yeah. by the day, by the hour. By the hour. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I wanted to mention before last lot of chatting earlier is we we obviously chatting with our Johannesburg logistics team, but we mustn't forget about how important our East African oh, logistics. Oh no, is. they yeah. Especially with Amara being yeah, like our proudest mm. like blue-eyed child and our uh, the product we love so much. But the team we have on the ground there with you still you won't sell. And the safari he's speaking about and like you had your chat with Linda yesterday mm. two days ago I had the chat with Jen and Brian yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who joined me on that safari and I remember landing in Kenya and Billy said welcome but I think you need to sit down yeah. <laughs> what yeah, I've been sitting for five or four hours in the play I don't want to sit down he's like dude trust me Kenya's shutting down Mm. And yeah, so from the moment that safari, and that was the second wave, remember? Yes. Yeah, so, so remember, this is now this is post 
the chaos of yes, March. No. And then we all thought things were coming back to normal a little bit, you know, some places were opening and up. Just exploded again. And guess what? Another little thing yeah. happened. And the, I think the fact that you guys were all in the plane when it happened, mm. and our guests were in the plane, and, and none the wiser, mm. I think that was almost the most hectic thing that could have happened. Yeah, it was you know? insane. Was we didn't have an option down. to pull you out yeah. at that point. Yeah. And I remember, like, right in the beginning, they said you can get to Ambicelli. But only by road transport or something. Yes, like. And yeah. then, like a couple hours later, I know you can fly. So then we flew in. And then you get there, and then every hour things are changing. And they had, I think it was a 10 day itinerary. Yeah. Yes. And like somewhere throughout that trip, they said, well, you can, you, we have to leave Ambassadi three days in because then everything's shutting down totally. Mm. And then just but then you weren't going to get back to Nairobi. Nairobi. That's right. Yes. yes. And then, yes. no, no, now you can stay in Ambassadi for the five days before coming back to Nairobi to get to Nakuru. But no, no, you can't get to Nakuru, you'll have to stay and in Nairobi. And this is Tanya just yeah. missing you for fun. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, there was just so totally. much going on, and by the end of it, we could, they did the entire itinerary. They yeah. got to experience, but it was obviously a, a stressful thing, not really for them. They were worried, like, we really want to experience Nakuru and the other places. But they were also but chilled. But in the, the video that we, or the call I had with them, the main thing Brian mentioned there, and that's another thing you should look out for, is Brian and Jen's chat, so yeah. it's yours and Linda's, is like one thing that I remember very clearly that, he, that Brian stated is that while they're in our logistics team, reduce the amount of travel stress that they have and they can just enjoy their vacation. That's what it's about. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. One stop, no worry. Just leave that wrong, there it is. Yeah. So I read something a few days back, uh, and this was a USA stat. So most people in the USA spend about 200 hours a year daydreaming about holidays and vacations. But when it comes to the planning and the execution, it lasts about 42 minutes before they get there. Say what? 200? 200 hours daydreaming of holidays and vacations. When they start the planning process, 42 minutes in, they give up. Because then it's just too much stress. Mm. Can't deal with it. Even the, book, yeah, the booking process itself. Yeah. Where, what, how. Yeah. Of, yeah. So, wow. yeah, hand it over to a team that can handle it. I mean, that's what we're designed for. But I think that, that, that comes, that comes yeah. down to... And I, mean, I did it sort of towards the end of last year, it's just like searching safaris in Africa. Yeah. There's a million options out there. And how do you choose them? I mean, we're doing the same thing for Alaska that I searched. Yes. Close to, I think it was like 59 or 60 places. Yeah. I went through every single uh, website and things. And websites are a difficult way to, to, to judge it you know? so how do, how do people kind of from our website you know and, and this is just something I'm thinking of now maybe it's something we don't make clear enough that our, I mean, our, our feedback speaks for itself but maybe, maybe that's something that we can um, share with people more often because I mean we can, we're always going to say our company is great People are going to say, well, you know, so does everyone else. Everyone else says the company is great. How can we, on a website point of view, make people know that a bit more? Yeah, because a, a lot of people, what you say, a lot of people, the companies out there, they try and baffle you with bullshit. Yeah. And it's like this and that, and then it's a, it's a single guy running a trip, but with the website's like, oh, well, I'm all of this and that. I've, I always say to people, if, and on, on previous podcasts, I think we might have spoken about it, but it's... If you book a safari, ask to talk to or Zoom in these days with your guide. If it's a Judy, Lara, Tanya or whoever it is on email, can we Zoom? Meet them, see the person. 
because a lot of those things they might have five email addresses but it all goes to one person yeah I did it funny I did a on the, I did an Instagram video yesterday where I just walked from the studio to my desk and I just kind of pointed at anybody I had about seven messages close on ten maybe with people saying oh wow lots of new faces because we haven't, I haven't done that for a while mm. it's like it looks like it's growing so much and that you need to get out it's not yeah. wild eye isn't just in the beginning it was myself Andrew Jonah then Johan joined, then Laura joined, and, and, and. But it's not just any one of us anymore. Yeah. It's this machine. And that, that's, it's priceless. It is absolutely priceless. How to convey that? Content and sharing, but yeah. got to do more of it. I think the, the clients and guests that are already in our system know that. They know that, they appreciate yeah. that, they know we're real. I'm on WhatsApp, you're on WhatsApp, you know. But I think it's... For the new people that haven't traveled with wildlife yet, mm. haven't experienced that, yeah. like that element yet, that's um, how do you get that across? To and I think that's why, yeah. um, by word of mouth, is also so important. <laughs> we got an email yesterday um, from a guest, um, Jessica, is coming through to the Svalbard trip, and she said her very good friends traveled with us in December, yeah. and they had an awesome time. And mm. thank you so much for conveying you know the the love of africa to them because they had the best time possible mm. now we'd had their feedback so we yeah. knew they had a great time mm. but to hear it from the person who referred them to us yeah. is so much more special because that means they'll go away and tell their friends yeah. to come and travel with us mm-hmm. and it, that trip itself didn't go out without you know a few hiccups with the new omnicrom and can they travel? Can they not travel? Mm. Tanya, how often did you chat to those guests in Every December? Day. <laughs> no. Multiple times. Multiple times. But they wouldn't have come at all if it wasn't for the team that was right. on the ground. Um, I mean, they, they spoke to Tanya multiple times. They were speaking to me at the same time, you know. So, they, you know, they were getting, they were feeling more confident because there were two of us mm. at the end of the phone to be able to give the same story. We weren't giving alternative stories we were giving them the same thing this is all you've got to do this is where you've got to go your guide will be on the ground when you get there Mm. and matt was there yeah it's a huge thing the 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 logistical aspect and that's i mean you're saying how do we get it out to new people and that these kind of stories this is one way but then we're running this marketing campaign if you will it is what it is but to tell the story for what it is Mm. this is not bullshit this is This is real. This is how the company operates. Yeah, and I think if you travel with Wild Eye, it's not. Uh, I want to make us sound so amazing because we are, but yeah. y- you're not a number. Like, no. you can mention a guest name to Tanya and be like, Tanya, you know, Mike Lovejoy. And she'll say to you, you know what? He's going to Kenya for five days in September 2023. That's mm. it. Yeah. You're not a number. You're a person. And sometimes you also know the guest's dog's names yeah. and their husband's birthdays. <laughs> and what is the best type of tea that they drink and do they like red wine or white wine so it becomes a personal thing so you know we, we're creating these dreams for people but at the same time we're making sure that their dreams are their reality as well so they can get on a safari and their guide knows to offer them a gin and tonic or a vodka and soda because they drink vodka and soda yeah that's the difference I just, I'm just wondering, I mean, I mean, for us it's a reality as guys, for you guys as well, there's, and I'm trying to think of 
any other travel company the size that we are, whether it's photographic or otherwise, how many of those consultants, guides, logistics team members will be answering WhatsApp at 2 o'clock in the morning? And at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm getting Harry Abel from Jerry. <laughs> no, it happens. I'm, I'm awake then. Message me. But, but the amount of time that we spend, and it, I don't, almost said spend working, but it's spend doing what we do. And it's not a problem. And that's what makes people feel comfortable. They get to know us and they get to know you guys. And I think, I think, this is going to make but we do what we do because we love what That's we do. That's it. But I think COVID was in a way... Look, there's a lot of positives, I think, that came out of COVID. Yeah. Different discussion. But I think what it did for us as a company, it put you guys on the forefront. We were just the guys in the background. We, we do what you tell us. And for the people, for our guests to start realizing that and to know you guys better, or Tanya, Judy, Laura, to know you guys on a first-name basis, WhatsApp and stuff, I think that flipped for our current clientele. Yes, who knows that you guys are there and always will be yeah. and then we're just the guys in the background. I can't agree with you more. That's man. huge. Yeah, but I think it's also, one thing is, it's real as well. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had guests, you, you mentioned Linda, we've had Linda over at for Bry. Oh, yeah. We said, listen, yeah. we're not going to entertain you. You, you. you come again now as a friend. Yeah. We're going to drink a few bottles of wine. Probably. And, you know, we... You, 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 you're exactly. gonna see, you're gonna see exactly. us, or we meet you at a hotel and, and have dinner, and, and yes, and you know, if we yeah. both of us drink a lot of wine, then so be it. But the, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a relationship you build with with people over time. But I think that's something that I think where we win is we real with with people. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, if if you get who you get online is the same people you yeah. get in the field is the same person behind the same on whatsapp email, on phone, and WhatsApp. you're going to get a hold of judy judy's going to be the same person morning noon and night it's yeah. not you know you're not going to maybe think not it, morning after she has a coffee she has a moment. she'll drink coffee first <laughs> then she'll be okay and i think we, we also have the you call it balls or decency to say to people you know if they want to do something that you don't feel is right or they're being difficult about a certain situation to be able to say listen um, you know from our experience this is the way to do it or you know that's a great idea but rather do it this way mm-hmm. and not I'm trying to put this in a dip- diplomatical way but not to like bullshit to, to bullshit and, and, and sort of no, um, say everything <laughs> they say is right you know yeah. to, to try and lead them in the, in the right direction sometimes you know arguing with what they trying to say that makes sense yeah, yeah. if if they say from a from a flight point of view, you know, I would rather fly year to year. You can say that's a good idea, but you know, this route actually works better. Because, and here's why. And here's why, because you've got a whatever. I don't know. Come up with a logistical reason. I, I don't deal with these flights. So this goes back. This goes back to checking guides in on seats and stuff like that. If you've pissed me off and I don't like what you've done recently, I'll take you in next to that, next to or opposite the guest that you've been hosting for the last three weeks. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. And this is nothing against guests, but I think by the end of three weeks, guys like to have that hour to themselves on their oh, 100%. Plan. I've said it to guests. Yeah. I've actually I've been at an airport where we've hosted a long private. Laurie, if you're listening, way back, I did a two and a half week private with her. We're talking again, Laurie, next year, we must make a plan. But it was like we were three weeks, Vic Falls, all over the place, 
and at the airport, I was like, okay, cool, listen, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to listen to my music, we're not going to, okay, cool, done. Yeah. And it's appreciated because it's honest and real. The guests need that as well, just to break away from the guys for an hour I mean, we're bloody amazing in the field. We're funny, we're very professional, but they want to get a break from us. Yeah, she really want to listen to you snoring on an airplane. I've done that before. I don't sleep in an airplane, I've never slept in an airplane. And I don't snore. Oh, no. No, I don't. The walls, the windows rattle in Quick question for for the logistics team, and we'll get to the guide side as well. In and transparent, open, right? What thing or structure or thing can we or would make your lives easier, or that we as a company can do even better still? From a from a pure logistics and customer service point of view. Better still. Sure. Well, what would make um, it easier? What do you? What? What more value can we add? Is there? Look, I think the company's growing, right? And so the software um, side of things, there are probably systems that we can Mm. still look into that can offer our team some more structure and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, and just leave us alone at our desks. Let us do our jobs. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm sometimes, I'm, I'm sometimes, so, so in the office, so I'm in the front, Laura sits right Michael. behind me, but then Mike sits in the corner, and then opposite the desk, there's kind of Tanya and Judy. And sometimes you think, I must ask them, and you look over, and it's like, uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> I can see this is a no-go zone no, right now. No. But, but that, that's what why it takes. Why do you no. think I work for a whole hour at home before I come to the office? It's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, it's actually I so have much quiet easier. time at home. Yeah. It's yeah. easier just oh, talking to the guys. I thought you just enjoy sleeping in, Michael! You're going to talk about this later. Half past five every morning, I am awake to make kids lunches. And then they go to, the sco- oh, the, they go to school and I'm online. Mm. So if you ever want to get hold of me in a quiet environment. Half past five is the time. It's it's okay. 6.30. 6.30. Hey, Laura, listen, about that Mara class. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it's true. Sometimes you get into the office and you have a 16 points on your in your notebook yeah. that you have to attend to, um, and then your whole day can get diverted onto something else by yeah. one email, easy, or one conversation with a guy. No, so like what you mentioned yeah. there, I also feel when I come into office, like we in office full time again, and I love it. It's great to feed off everyone's energy, but at the same time. Not getting stuff done. I miss, yeah, yeah. I miss being at home for half the week if I may. Yeah. I mean, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, yeah. and Tuesday, Thursday, you get what you need to get done at home. And I mean, yes, you fill in a, a few personal things in between as well, but that hour of productivity I put in at home, mm. peace, peace yeah. and quiet, yeah. I get three hours worth of office work done in that Absolutely. hour. How many emails do you do that time? <laughs> One, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's just. No, it is. I, I feel that, and like no. you say, you get a lot done in that hour. Yeah. The, the one thing. There's no distraction. Yeah. The one thing I think that's worked for me in the office the last while as well, and this is something that we need to actually say more, is I said to Andrew and Johnny yesterday, I've got a couple of emails. I want to offline, so I went to the mm. studio, close the door, put music in, and do your and thing. And do your own thing. I think we've got enough space in the office to do that yeah. too. And I saw Andrew did that the other day. He yeah, went and sat on the on the couch, yeah. and he. Got it, all his emails out. But you get like little signs. Imagine like an open closed thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think because it's, it's an open plan office, I think we need to like use the small office Huge. and the boardroom mm. a bit better. Yeah. And I know it's hard for you guys because there's a lot of stuff on your desk that you need. So maybe we can get them signs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can stay at the desk, but they say it closed for talking. Mm. Or open for talking. Yeah. Just Crit- the door. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> we were joking about this yesterday. We said we were going to bring our pillows and our sheets and build a fort. Abby's very good at doing new forts. She she had a fort this weekend. The kids Look, love the fort. Yeah. That's a great Instagram <laughs> awesome. then I, I can really like to. envision all the guys like declaring a war on your fort. You want to throw stuff? Yeah, it's like you bring in the books, your flag. Homemade bone arrow on your side. The live stream and from attack the fort. With elastic bands and pieces of paper. Exactly. No, you guys are welcome at our desks. Just don't come and ask us the same things three times, then we are going to lose our shit, yeah. But you're welcome anytime. After the first coffee. Yeah. First, first coffee. coffee. Yeah. yesterday, yes. I walk into the office, it's like, dude, I'm literally still carrying my backpack, like my laptop. Ooh, yeah. over no, 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 they have that all the time. I'm like, I just need to sit down, please. <laughs> Wait for you at the door. Yeah, no. As you walk in, it's like right there. No. Um, so. Let's wrap this one up. I'm going to start from Mike and work our way around. Just the idea of a logistics team, what it does. We know the customer service it presents. Tell people why WildEye from a logistics point of view. Well, from a logistics point of view and linking it to their experience and the experience they expect from myself as a guy or Johan or Jerry or whoever their host is on that trip, we cannot do what we do to the best of our abilities if it weren't for our logistics team. That includes Swoyland, but Yeah, that includes our East African ground team. Um, I mean, all of us, including our logistics team, including our finance team, we all do what we do for our guests. We want to ensure that they got the best safari experience possible. And if if I was a one-man show, I can guarantee, I know for a fact, I won't be able to do what I do if it weren't for the team that, that backed me. So yeah, that's that's my hundred percent. Um, just that we all have each other's backs. You know, like if we can't do something, there's someone else in the office that we can draw from. Mm. Like, and that obviously just affects the into the. What I'm looking for? The experience. That. The experience of the safari. So it's just good to have so many different talented people that we can draw from. Mm. Especially for information like Namibia. Namibia is no longer part of my continent. <laughs> <laughs> so it has been kicked out. Either Namibia or Nambia. Namibia. Not, not one of them. Eh? Judy. What was the question again? From a logistics and kind of customer Pay service point of view. <laughs> oh, no. You just said we shouldn't ask you the same question three times. <laughs> Your... Judy. You think it's a Judy talking? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, you know what? I think it's that personal experience. It's very similar to what you said. Like, um, oh, just drawing from everyone's experiences, uh, the different people that you can push different buttons for, different knowledge. Like, do you know? Tell me something about Svalbard, or you hand. Tell me how does the port look at New Delhi's airport, or whatever. Like, mm. we can draw from people. We can build that, and with that experience, we can deliver what the clients are expecting. Mm. Yeah. No, Laura. So I'm going to go off piece here. I'm going to say that what we do is what we do because we love what we do. Mm. We don't employ people that are employed because they're here for the cash and the money. They're here because they want to give the guests the best experience. Mm. So for us as a team, and we've been talking about teams, logistic teams Mm. and guiding teams, Mm -hmm. we also the wild eye team. So we do what we do because we care about the people that we work with. So we are caring about 
the logistic team cares a lot more about the guiding team, I feel, sometimes, than they care about us because that is our role in our, in our team, mm. in our family. That is, that is our position in our family. Mm. And I think the guests get the best out of our guides because they've had the best customer services yeah. service mm. from the background and the team on the ground in Kenya. And it's exactly the same. We do what we do because we care about each other. Mm -hmm. we, we run a Mara camp because we care about the guys that work in our Mara camp. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're part of the team. They're part of the family. So the difference with having a logistics team and you can say you, you know, you're a family owned company. That's wonderful. Mm. Are you a family that has each other's backs? Are you a family that care about each other? That has experience. We, we are that and we are real. Yeah. And we have experience mm. of that yeah. for a very number, number of years. Yeah. So. I think the one thing, before we get to hand, I think the one thing there that you, the, with the guides, you guys supporting us, I think, I know for me personally, since COVID has come along and the changes that I've both seen and experienced, the perception of what you guys do for me has changed dramatically. Mm, big time. When when we went into damage control mode in March, it was like holy shit. Okay, gotcha. And then now as well. And look for the foreseeable future, there is going to be changes and stuff like that. But the appreciation that the guiding team and I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of them, I think, has been it's huge. You guys are fucking rock stars, <laughs> and it is what it is. You got? Yeah, I think the the word that springs to mind for me is uh, specialized. Mm. You know, so mm. it's I mean, you talk about logistics a in, a, in a in a uh, travel environment. You're not dealing with one logistics person doing private uh, scheduled and general travel safaris. So when I mean, Tanya and Judy mentioned the private and scheduled safaris, but we also have general travel where we booked a safari for you and you don't none of the guides come along. But there's one person managing each of those things. Yeah. It's one point of contact. It's one point of contact. You know, so and before those safaris, you know, whether it be general travel, whoever's running the general travel department will tap into the guiding team who have experience in most of these places that we um, that we send people to. A private guide safari, Tanya will work very closely with the guide hosting that safari. So both the guide on the ground will have knowledge of that place and Tanya will also understand the and the itinerary and the logistics behind it and same thing with scheduled safaris you know there's a lot of time and effort that goes behind scheduled safaris it's not just um us thinking you know it would be a great idea to go to borneo for example or the, or the stunts or the stunts there's a lot of research and stuff and a lot of um, close communication that happens before mm -hmm. then so both the guide on the ground that you, you'll be your point of contact on the ground but that with regards to flights and things you've got one person to deal with you know, whether you're doing a private guided safari general travel or schedule so i think you know each person specializing in their own category mm -hmm. is what makes us unique yeah. and also the fact that the majority of us have either been with wildlife for a long period of time or have um, a lot of experience in the travel and guiding mm -hmm. industry I think just, just Judy's got a hand up, but you don't have to do that, by the way. Um, but I think also on top of that is diversity. Mm. So, and initially it was from a guiding point of view, where it was just Andrew and myself, and people get tired of Jerry and Andrew, yeah. and, you, and so on and so forth. So we've got, from a guiding point of view, we've got all these different diverse personalities, skill sets, sense of humors, whatever it is. 
that's great. But if you then extrapolate that out to the entire wildlife family, the diversity we have, and I think that creates a very unique ecosystem for guests to plug into. Mm. If you're a one or two or a three-man show, you've got to speak to the same person about your finance, same person about your mm. booking, same person about your first line. Fuck, enough already. How long you do you know, go before it's monotonous? Yeah. 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 And I think that diversity is a huge thing. And before, you can put your hand down, Judy, it's fine. <laughs> um, I think also for me, it's the, from the beginning to now, I think the, the sum of the parts is bigger than the whole. Something special happens when all these little things come together mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of magic in all of this. And it's, and again, to the logistics team, you guys have been, I mean, you're it. This is the, that's the foundation on which we base everything. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's great. You actually made it so nice that we want to join the logistics team. <laughs> 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 that's great news. You want to talk tomorrow. You can give me your CV. Yeah. 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 I'd like your CV. We would have to up Mike's email production because yeah. four a day is not great. I'm going to okay, fail. So you I'll, go I'll make everyone Excel coffee. Course I'll make everyone coffee. And a Word, a word <laughs> course in, and in, an Outlook course. Speaking of making everyone coffee, I think just one thing. And Yes, our logistics team, we love you. and it's. I'll make... The logistic that'll be my role in the logistics team is to make you the coffee girl. Exactly. Coffee girl. That, that's right. what I mean by coffee. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, I, I think us giving praise to our logistics team is well overdue because of huge. You ladies are like Jerry said, absolute rock stars. But I think it rolls a bit deeper than that as well. I mean, look at Liz, who yeah. grinds effortlessly all the time. Look, even Samiso, who yeah. is a lady who comes in and services and cleans our offices every day. If it wasn't for her... That office would burn down. Literally polishing, <laughs> polishing that floor every second day. It's like, it's a bit overkill, but I mean, she... If it wasn't for her, it's, it's, it's thanks to Samiso that yeah. allowed Judy, yeah. Tanya, and Laura to come into office to an office that smells fresh, that's clean, mm. their desks are clean. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for someone who is always overlooked and kind of forgotten and just left in the shadows and polishing the floor somewhere, if it wasn't for her, our office environment wouldn't have been so great. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have smelled good, it wouldn't have been clean. And I mean, I think, yeah, we just need to. Kind of say thanks to them as well, even though they're not present in this meeting. But yeah. they play just as an important role yeah. as keeping this machine for keeping this machine ticking. Agree, and I think again, COVID was a catalyst for us to start appreciating small things, exactly. like going to the gym, yeah. like going to eat at a restaurant, and like appreciating the people in your daily life that you never think about. Exactly. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Judy, you had your hand up? Yeah, I got so nervous when you came around with the questions, but what I actually wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> is that I think like. Um, one of the things about a logistics team is we are taking the stress off travel. Like, hand yep. your stress over to us. We've had so much stress in the last two or three years. <laughs> Tanya's <laughs> like, what? We see this gray. We're all going gray. But make it stress free and just hand it over to us and we'll deal with it. And mm. you guys go out there, have a good time with your, your guests. It and is stuff. hard work. And, you do. Um, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I know, and yeah. I know that. We actually do know that. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so um, we appreciate that as well. And um, yeah, just make it stress free and hand it over. Mm. Yeah. I want the. I'll see it for my left knee then. Yeah. No, you normally flight. left shoulder. Yeah, you're first class for my flight. Please. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna. Especially the India, I saw the time on that flight, it's quite a long one. Yeah. 
So I got this flat yesterday from Inga. She sent me two options. One's like double the price of the first one. I'm like, oh, definitely the first one. Economy, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, sit in the bathroom. <laughs> sure. Are you going to India? That's the question. The, the, the you know, I don't the think you're overall, nice to go there. Overall, I don't want to talk about India right now. No, no, no. Let's sort of wait for those restrictions. Same yeah. in but you, don't, you don't have to worry because you have a logistics team that will take care of it. Exactly. But so India's, yeah. Well, they do next, my visa. India's next to Namibia. <laughs> India is next to Namibia, yeah. so you can do a day trip to list. Cape Town from India. Yes, with us then. So. Guys, don't confuse yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap this. Guys, thank you so Speaking much for your trust. time. Sorry, G. What? Speaking of trust, yeah. India next to Namibia, day trip to Cape Town. Now everyone's going to travel with And you go to Bosnia. Yeah, go to Bosnia. It's the same as Botswana. <laughs> Story for another podcast. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. What I'm going to do is in the description of this podcast, it'll be on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere we listen. I will put everybody's email addresses and what they do. So if you want to get in touch, please hit them up. But, guys, thank you so much, and we'll do this again at some stage. Yeah, it was a good one. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, so there you go. What I will do, like I mentioned in there, I will add every single person, including Jono and the entire logistics team, I will add the details and their contact details and what they do in the caption of the podcast. So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever other podcast platform you use, click down there, get in touch, and let's just start telling stories together because that's what we do. Uh, you know where to find me, Jerry at wildout.co.za, Jerry Finnevolt on all the social media platforms. John, are your social media? John Buffy. That's there it is. B-U-F-F-E-Y. Yeah, you have Find to me on Instagram and please follow me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. John is an amazing photographer. You can go and check it out. So, guys, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for lending us your ears. And if you have any questions, get in touch. As always, I will see you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. I'm Jono. I'm also from Wild Eye. Cheers, guys. Chat Thanks for soon. listening. Bye. Bye.